0: We need to understand what we're doing uh, in this course. We're developing understanding and resources for renouncing Islam and specifically renouncing the covenant of the Shahada and the covenant of the Dhimma Pact of Surrender. Remember the mission that was given to St. Paul on the road to Damascus, which was to call people out of darkness into light, to call people out of the kingdom of Satan into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And that process of leaving one kingdom and going into another can involve an act of turning away from the past way. Just as when you're baptised, there's often a a request, do you renounce evil? Do you renounce Satan and all his works? Well, what we're going to do in this session is to renounce the dimmer pact and all its implications. And as I explained in a previous session, it's necessary to renounce specific things that are tied up with the pact of surrender, such as the fear of death, or the curse of death, or the fear of, uh, of rape, or of having your possessions looted, or the, the command that you should be silent and not speak. So we'll deal with all the very specific aspects of the Dimmer Pact. Now this, this is really a prayer and a declaration that we'll be leading into, and when we get to the, the, the time for that prayer and that declaration, I'm going to ask you to stand and to say that with me, together with me. Um, The reason why I ask people to stand is I think it's good to be standing, to be holding your ground, and not just passive and sitting, but actively standing as you make these affirmations and declarations. Remember that we're also making a choice between following Muhammad and following Jesus. Muhammad's life was driven by these deep experiences of rejection. It led to a wounded spirit, a spirit of offense, a mentality of victimhood a spirit of violence, and a will to dominate others. And his calls for jihad, jihad, which really means to struggle or a striving, were, were, were driven by this oppressed spiritual condition and uh, find release or a kind of comfort through degrading others. In contrast, Christ is rejected, but he refused to take offence, he refused to take up violence, he refused to dominate or abuse others. He did not adopt a wounded spirit or a victim mentality. And his cross and his resurrection defeat rejection and the powers of darkness. And it is the cross that is the key to what we're going to do now in this session and the one that will follow. <clears throat> you may wish to say these prayers now or lead others as a resource in this prayer later in your ministry for a number of reasons. And I'll just explain what they are now. Firstly, uh, you or your ancestors may have lived as non-Muslims under Islamic rule and been subject to a dimmer pact or lived under conditions that were deeply influenced by jihad and the spirit and the system of dimmitude. Uh, for example, perhaps you'll have ancestors from a Greek background, Armenian background, Hungarian background, a Syrian Christian background, Egyptian background, uh, from Sicily, Uh, from Cyprus, uh, or lots of places that have been affected, or or, or from India, uh, Pakistan, Indonesia, places that have lived under Islamic rule. Uh, In that case, if your background is not Muslim, it's almost certain that you've had ancestors that have lived as dhimis under Islamic rule, and they have made the vows that we're going to be standing against today. Or... um, Perhaps you and your family have had particular traumatic events that have affected you, such as experiences of violence associated with jihad or other abuses. You may not even have heard of such events, but they might be part of your family history. Or perhaps you might feel threatened by Islamic jihad, Perhaps the events, uh, the thousands of jihadi attacks in recent years have touched you and affected you. Perhaps uh, events like 9-11 or the bombing in Bali have made you feel afraid and made you feel you don't have freedom and confidence to speak out about Islam. Uh, And you've come under that sense of fear of Islam. So that would be relevant to you. With regard to the issue of generational fear or the, 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 the covenants really with fear that ancestors might have made, it's important to understand that a good deal of Europe in past generations was deeply affected by jihad. Much of Europe has suffered from the effects of jihad. For example, the coastline of uh, France, Italy, Spain, Ireland, and even into England were plagued by jihadi pirates, the so-called Barbary corsairs, right up into the early 19th century. Uh, Historians have estimated that hundreds of thousands, more than a million Europeans, were abducted by uh, ship-going jihadis, these Barbary pirates or corsairs, and sold into the slave markets of the Barbary coast from the 11th to the 19th century. Until the French annexed Algeria in 1830, European states were paying large tribute, which is considered a form of jizya, in fact, in Islamic law, to the Barbary states in order to limit the trade in European slaves. In past centuries, virtually every church in Italy had a collection box for the liberation of Italian slaves that had been sold into the slave markets in North Africa. At the end of the uh, 18th century, going into the 19th century, uh, an American ship uh, was taken over by the Barbary Corsairs and their crew and the passengers on board were sold into slavery in North Africa. And this was such a traumatic event that the uh, American stock market in New York crashed and the American government was horrified to realise that European powers were paying jizya, paying tribute into North Africa to present this happening to them. In fact, that led to the Marines uh, uh, having a campaign to go in and put pressure uh, for the release of these captives. In fact, the Marines still sing about, still sing about in their anthem this particular campaign. So jihad uh, is uh, part of the history of Europe. In fact, the Barbary Corps says these Barbary pirates even took uh, prisoners for as far as away well as Iceland. There was an Icelandic pastor who escaped and he describes the scene of Icelandic women being sold as slaves to be concubines in the markets in North Africa. And uh, it was a major political issue for many European nations, those that had, had coastlines that, they, that were vulnerable to jihad attack. So the point I'm making is that fear of jihad, or what we call today terrorism attacks, is not a new thing. It's been around for a long time. It's not just affecting people in Sudan or in northern Nigeria. It's not just affecting people in, in the Middle East. It's, it's affecting people all over the world and has been for a, a very long time. So it's part of the generational inheritance of Europe. So I'd like to invite you if uh, you've uh, particularly if you have come from any of those backgrounds or there's any issue to do with fear associated with Islam to say these prayers in a heartfelt way and to join in them with confidence and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. These prayers have been uh, prepared as a renunciation of the Dhimma Pact, together with all its implications for yourself and as it may have applied to your ancestors, so it will have no authority over your life. It's designed also to stand against, resist and break all curses that are associated with the pact that have been made out against you or your ancestors because of being a Dhimmi and living in an Islamic State. Now, you may also be saying these prayers with a sense of sorrow for lack of knowledge in the past, not understanding, and may wish to be simply just standing in the truth of Christ and in God's Word. And these, these prayers are designed to set you free from all the, 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 the bitter consequences of Satan's plans that are embodied in the dimmer pact, such as hurt, fear, intimidation, shame, feelings of guilt, feelings of inferiority, self-hatred or self-rejection, hatred of others, depression, humiliation, withdrawal, isolation, silence, and even suicide. Another thing that's important to understand about these prayers is that many of the things that we're standing against here today are uh, things that affect people uh, for other reasons as well, apart from Islam. For example, if you've been subject to abuse or intimidation, in your life for whatever reason, some of these renunciations could be quite powerful for you. They're important principles for every Christian to stand on and if that's the case I just uh, advise you to be confident and to have confidence that Christ will meet you in that moment as you make those declarations and set you free from fear as well. Also, if anything is stirred up by these prayers and you feel it needs some further follow-up, I'd encourage you to find another Christian and ask them to pray with you and to support you. Now, we are going to follow in this uh, format that five-fold steps that I laid out in the last lecture, the last presentation. So the first thing we're going to do is declare the truth, and we're going to do that by reading verses of Scripture, and I invite you to join together with me in doing that. And then we're going to confess sin, and acknowledge that uh, uh, we have sometimes partnered in accepting uh, being oppressed and abused. We've given place to thoughts of our own inferiority or uh, to fear and, and things that Satan wishes to impose upon us. Then we're going to renounce the Dimmer Pact and all its consequences, and then after that I'm going to pray for you. I will break the power of these things over you, and I'm praying now not just at this particular moment, but for all those that will be watching the video and using these resources in the future. And I'm also going to declare a prayer of blessing over you. So for part of this, when it comes to the need to read these, uh, these, these renunciations and prayers out, the words will appear on the screen, and I invite you to say them along with me. Also, uh, if you're doing this as part of a formal course... Uh, You may well have a pack, and that will have the words printed out so you can think about them and reflect on them later and perhaps use them for your own ministry with others. The intention in doing these resources is to equip the church to set the saints free. Uh, The prayers are also available in Arabic, and uh, you should be able to access them, or perhaps you have a way of contacting me, and I can make them available to you. Well, the first step is to declare the truth. And uh, there's quite a lot of things that we need to affirm. And this will take a few minutes. The first point of truth is God's love overcomes rejection. 1 John 4:16, And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in God, love lives in God and God in him. We're embraced in the love of God. That overcomes rejection. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Also, our inheritance is not fear or intimidation, it is in God. 2 Timothy 1, seven. for God did not give us a spirit of fear but a spirit of power, of love and of self-control. And Romans eight fifteen to 16. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. So fear is not our inheritance. Also, God calls us to live in freedom. Jesus said, John eight thirty two. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Absolutely glorious words. We, we, we receive freedom from knowing and declaring the truth. Galatians 5, 1, It is for freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Today we're throwing off our, one of the yokes. Also, our bodies belong to God and not to oppression. Our blood price has already been paid by Christ. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own, you are bought at a price. Therefore honour God with your body one Corinthians six nineteen to twenty and Revelation twelve eleven they will overcome by the blood of the lamb. So our bodies are consecrated to God, and whatever may, we may be forced to go through in terms of uh, things happening with our bodies, such as a dimmer uh, ritual of being struck on the head, uh, or our ancestors, our bodies in fact are dedicated to God and belong to Him. And no one can impose things upon us by making things happen to our bodies. Also, men and women are equal before God, and one group is not superior over another. Galatians 3.28, there's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ. So that one group doesn't have the right to lord it over another. Also, our distinctive marks, our characteristics, are not humiliation, uh, inferiority, or gratitude to Islam, but they are Christ's victory, unity in love, and the cross. But thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ, and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him, for we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing, 2 Corinthians 2.14. And also from John 17.23, Jesus is praying and he prays, May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. And Luke 9.13, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, And follow me. Also we have the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth. Jesus said, Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you, but if I go, I'll send him to you. When he comes he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. John sixteen, seven to eight. That means even though Islam says that we're not supposed to discuss certain subjects and we're meant to keep certain things hidden. We have the authority through the Holy Spirit to understand what's right and what's wrong and to declare something as unacceptable and even evil, if that's the case. We are given that authority and we have that gift through the Holy Spirit. In John sixteen thirteen, Jesus said, When he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. So truth is your inheritance. Also, we have authority in Christ to overcome shame. Hebrews twelve two. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So shame has nothing to do with us. We also have the right and responsibility to educate ourselves and our children about spiritual matters. We do not accept any principles of Islam that say that we are not allowed to educate ourselves and our children about Islam. You have every right to know about Islam for yourself. Deuteronomy 4, nine. Only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them slip from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. We also have authority in Christ to speak the truth in love with boldness. Proverbs 18, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Acts 4, Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. That's a beautiful prayer for us. 1 Corinthians 13, 6. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. And rejoicing is something you do with your lips. You declare the truth and it gives you great joy. That's our inheritance. 1 John 4.15, If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him and he in God. So do not throw away your confidence, Hebrews 10.35. It will be richly rewarded. And Our confidence is expressed by speaking the truth in love with boldness. We can have great confidence in the word of truth. God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony about his son, 1 John 5, 9. They overcame, says the book of Revelation, by the word of their testimony. So there's great authority in our words, in the word of truth as we speak them. Also, we're not defenseless or weaponless. We are not vulnerable in a spiritual sense, but we are spiritually armed and protected in Christ. Ephesians 6.10, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. 2 Corinthians 10.3-4, for though we live in the world and we are subject to it in various ways, we do not wage war as the world does. So Paul is saying our weapons are not the worldly weapons. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Remember in the early session I spoke about that grim-faced king in Daniel who will cause great devastation through deception and uh, claim to be superior and have success but he will be defeated but not by human power and praise God our power is not human power it is the spiritual power that comes from God. We demolish arguments and every pretension Paul says, that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's what we're doing now. We're taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. That's 2 Corinthians ten three to 4 We also consider it a joy to suffer in Christ's name. It doesn't faze us. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, James 1-2. Now, here is the point. <clears throat> the cross destroys Satan's power... And draws us to freedom in Christ. Jesus said, John twelve thirty. Now the prince of this world will be driven out, but I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. And the cross destroys the power of the dimmer pact and cancels it completely. Colossians two thirteen. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature. God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Now I'd like to dwell on this passage from Colossians for a moment. What is Paul saying here? We were dead, trapped by our sins, trapped by the law in our, in our sinful nature. But Christ forgave us our sins. And he also cancelled the code and its regulations that was against us. In this context, Paul is speaking about the law, the law of death, under which we are condemned to death. And he says that that has been taken away from us and nailed to the cross. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take this dimmer pact and we're going to nail it to the cross and declare that its power is broken. And what Paul says here is that when that happens, the powers and authorities are disarmed. Though the strong man with his weapons and his his dagger and his sword and whatever has all his weapons taken away. He's speaking about the spiritual powers and principalities, Satan and all his minions. They are disarmed when the code that's against us and the, and the contract with death is nailed to the cross. And what's more than that, Christ has made a public spectacle of all those powers. This is the image of taking the defeated enemy through the streets in Rome in the Victory March, when the enemy is dejected and without weapons and is just unable to stand and is disgraced and humiliated and triumphed over in the cross. So as Christ forgives our sins, he also disarms Satan And all the claims against us, including the claims of the Dimmer Pact, are nailed to the cross. So that's what we're gonna do now. We're gonna we're gonna hammer that into the cross, as it were. Christ has done the work, praise God. So what I'm gonna ask you now, as we pray and you do these declarations, that you believe that these are powerful and effective. Agree with God. It's very important to agree with God that he wills to bring you into complete freedom. Agree with the truth in your spirit. Accept the truth that Christ has accepted you, that he wants to set you free from all the snares of the evil one. Resolve in your heart to confront and reject the lie that the Dhimma Pact imposes upon non-Muslims and all the forms of the lies that come with it. Firstly, here, a prayer of confession. And I invite you to stand now and to say this prayer with me. Loving God, I confess that I have sinned and turned away from you. I repent and turn towards Christ as my Saviour and my Lord. Please forgive me specifically for any times when I have intimidated others and sought to impose inferiority or humiliation on others. Forgive me for my pride. Forgive me for any times when I have abused or dominated others. I renounce all these things. In Jesus' name. God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, I praise you for the gift of forgiveness, won by Christ on the cross. I acknowledge that you have accepted me. I thank you that through the cross we are reconciled to you and to each other. I declare today that I am your child and an inheritor of the kingdom of God. Now we come to the declarations and the renunciations. I invite you again to agree with me in saying this prayer and to agree with God. Father, I agree with you that I am not subject to fear, but I am a child of your love. I reject and renounce the demands of Islam as taught by Muhammad. I renounce all forms of submission to Allah of the Quran and declare that I worship the God of our Lord Jesus Christ alone. We repent of the sins of our ancestors in submitting to the Dhimma pact and its principles and ask your forgiveness for their sins. I renounce and revoke all pacts of surrender made by myself or my ancestors to the community and principles of Islam. I completely reject the Dhimma and every one of its conditions I renounce the blow on the neck in the Jizya payment ritual, together with all that it represents. I specifically renounce the curse of decapitation and death symbolized by this ritual. I declare that the Dhimma pact is nailed to the cross of Christ. The Dhimma has been made a public spectacle and has no power or rights over me. I declare that the spiritual principles of the Dhimma pact are exposed, disarmed, "'defeated and disgraced through the cross of Christ. "'I renounce false feelings of gratitude to Islam. "'I renounce false feelings of guilt. "'I renounce deception and lies. "'I renounce all agreements to keep silent "'about my faith in Christ. "'I renounce all agreements to keep silent "'about the Dhimma or Islam. "'I will speak. "'I will not be silent.' I declare that the truth shall set me free and I choose to live as a free person in Christ Jesus. I renounce and cancel all curses spoken against me and my family in the name of Islam. I renounce and cancel all curses spoken against my ancestors. I specifically renounce and break the curse of death. Death, you have no power over me. I declare that these curses have no power over me. I claim the blessings of Christ as my spiritual inheritance. I renounce intimidation. I choose to be bold in Christ Jesus. I renounce manipulation and control. I renounce abuse and violence. I renounce fear. I renounce the fear of being rejected. I renounce the fear of losing my property and possessions. I renounce the fear of poverty. I renounce the fear of being enslaved. I renounce the fear of rape. I renounce the fear of being isolated. I renounce the fear of losing my family. I renounce the fear of being killed and the fear of death. I renounce the fear of Islam. I renounce the fear of Muslims. I renounce the fear of being involved in public or political activity. I declare that Christ is Lord of all. I submit to Jesus as Lord of every area of my life, Jesus Christ is Lord of my home. Jesus Christ is Lord of my city. Jesus Christ is Lord of my nation. Jesus Christ is Lord of all peoples in this land. I submit to Jesus Christ as my Lord. I renounce humiliation. I declare that Christ has accepted me. I serve him and him alone. I renounce shame. I declare that through the cross I am cleansed from all sin. "'Shame has no rights over me, and I will reign with Christ in glory. "'Lord, forgive me and my ancestors for all hatred towards Muslims. "'I renounce hatred towards Muslims and all others, "'and I declare the love of Christ for Muslims "'and for all other people on this earth. "'I repent of the sins of the church "'and the wrongful submission of church leaders. "'I renounce alienation. "'I declare that I am forgiven and accepted by God through Christ.' I am reconciled to God. No power in heaven or on earth can make any charge against me before the throne of God. I declare my praise and thanks to God our Father, to Christ who is my only Savior, and to the Holy Spirit who alone gives me life. I commit myself to be a living witness to Jesus Christ as Lord. I am not ashamed of his cross. I am not ashamed of his resurrection. I declare that I am a child of the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I declare the victory of God and of his Messiah. I declare that every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I declare forgiveness towards Muslims for participating in the system of Dimitude. Father God, please free me from the dimmer, the spirit of dimitude and every ungodly principle attached to the dimmer pact. I now ask that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit and pour upon me all the blessings of the kingdom of of Jesus Christ. Grant me grace to understand the truth of your word clearly and apply it to every area of my life. Grant to me words of hope and life as you promised you would, and bless my lips so that I can speak them to others with authority and power in Jesus' name. Give me the boldness to be a faithful witness to Christ. Grant me a deep love for Muslim people and a passion to share the love of Christ with them. I declare and ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Amen. Now I'm going to pray for you. And firstly I'm going to declare a breaking and then words of blessing. In the name of Jesus Christ, I break, break and cancel every curse And bond that's associated with the dimmer pact. I cancel and break the curse of death that may be over you or your generations. I cancel and break the curse of humiliation and shame. I cancel and break all claims of inferiority and self-hatred and self-rejection that may have come across you in Jesus' name. I declare that you are free to serve Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, I declare a breaking of all fear of Muslims and fear of Islam. May the Lord give you great boldness and courage to serve him. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that the Lord would bless you most powerfully with the Holy Spirit. May the Lord bless your heart and give you courage to be his son and his daughter. May the Lord bless your lips. I just invite you to put your right hand over your lips now. And in Jesus' name, I bless your mouth with words of life. May the Lord give you words that will bring life to many people, including to Muslim people. May you speak words that bring life everywhere you go and not words that cause sorrow or death. The Lord bless you and fill you with every grace necessary to do his will and release you into the harvest fields of taking the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ to the people of the Muslim world. In Jesus' name, amen.